Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. Coming soon to theaters, podcasts, film reviews, and so much more. Available at tristanmiller.substack.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus P- Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is the wonderful Orly Matlow. There you are. How are you, Orly? I'm good. Four days into the year and like no major disasters. Knock on wood. Yes, for sure. Yeah, exactly. K- keeping warm. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Um, What's the last movie you saw? I saw Poor Things the other day. Oh, what'd you think? It was excellent. Yeah, it lived up to the hype. I didn't expect it to be as orgasmic <laughs> as it was. Like you could play a drinking game and and like get drunk and anytime someone yeah, it's a good time for the <laughs> actors <laughs> and for the audience. But no, it's it's excellent. Like the production design is so well done and obviously you've got your uh Classic uh, Yorgos Lanthimos fisheye lens. Mm-hmm. He gives he gives the people what they want: fisheye lens and orgasms. <sighs> Him and so many skateboarding videos are yeah. up to the same thing. That's the weirdest like Venn diagram: <laughs> like prestige Oscar movies and bros on skateboarding <laughs> bros on TikTok. Uh huh. They both love to bust and a fisheye lens. That's yeah. what they're about. Um, do you remember the first movie you saw in the cinema? Oh, that's fun. That's a good question. I it was probably I need to look at the chronology. It was either The Prince of Egypt or Tarzan. Oh, The Prince of Egypt. I know I saw it in the theaters multiple times, like mm-hmm. once with my parents and then once with my grandparents. And I remember my mom telling me she's like don't talk during the movie like you don't want to spoil it for Bubby and Zadie and then in retrospect I'm like I think they know what happens in the book of Exodus but like that was a good way for her to tell me not to talk during the movie because otherwise I'd be like oh my god like you gotta watch like you'll never believe what happens like the river turns to blood (laughs) seven plagues you won't believe happened. Yeah, exactly the og listicle <laughs> that's so good you don't want to spoil the movie <laughs> um i i did a quick google while you were talking while i was i swear listening to you 
Um, Tarzan came out in 99. Prince of Egypt came out in 98. So it would have been Prince Ooh, of Egypt. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also, I do remember Tarzan. I just remember arriving late. So it was like, <laughs> so I just remember being stuck in the front row because it was like back in the day, there was no assigned seating. So I remember we arrived late and then just watching the whole movie and like, <laughs> Phil Collins took me away, but my like neck hurts, still hurt by the end. <laughs> That's so good. Um, two things. Uh, one, do you prefer assigned seating now? I think so. Yeah, yeah, one less thing to worry about. For sure. I think it's a out of all the innovations that have happened in modern cinema, assigned seating. I think the most obvious and most superior innovation in the cinematic going experience. Yeah, if that, it, it, the only thing it complicates is like if you're going with friends, then like one person has to buy the tickets. But thankfully, that innovation is accompanied by Venmo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or God forbid, cash in hand. Oh my God! Wow. Oh, vintage. Yeah. Yep. That's like listening to music on vinyl, <laughs> like walking around with cash. That's so cool. That's so indie. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of us work in a position where you get tipped out in cash sometimes. But anyway, um, the other thing I had to ask you is, well, what was your experience besides not spoiling it for your grandparents with Prince of Egypt? How did you feel about it? Did you like it? Oh, yes, of course. It's it's the absolute best. Then, like, I was so obsessed with it that then I, like, named, named one of my dolls Miriam. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, uh, and if that was 98, yes, then my younger sister was was already born she was born in 96 but i remember like there was a baby in the house and i had my own baby miriam that i then <laughs> drew all over it in milky pens that's a very 90s anecdote <gasps> yeah absolutely that's so good i i feel like prince of egypt is getting a little bit of a renaissance in the public eye and as much as for a while people are like boo bad ugh, and then now people who like us who grew up with it are like this is perhaps the best animated picture of all time yet yeah, the music is is incredible so good and i legit like had a crush on cartoon roses yeah it yeah. was the, like they were babes yeah they were all so aesthetically pleasing and it also it's one of those things that my favorite thing about it is that you know obviously it's the first movie from dreamworks and they all were like we have to make it so good because we all hate disney so much right and i love how that's like steven spielberg eh? i love how like okay disney disney has has fairy tales maybe let's go for the bible yeah <laughs> other good like i don't know if yeah public domain yeah. Or like IP that lends itself to cartoon musicalization. <laughs> and then they also did Shrek, eh? Yeah, they did Shrek. Um, and that was, I think, in 2001. But um, D- Eldorado came out in succession. Yeah. It was, they did, they were working on Eldorado and then um, Prince of Egypt at the same time, which is really weird to think about. Yeah, that's, I guess... The drawings do look the same or like they have like a similar aesthetic. For sure. And then I love for Eldorado. They were like, let's get Elton John and Hans Zimmer. They just crushed it with Lion King over at Disney. And let's try to screw these people over again. Sometimes vengeance is good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Elton John has no loyalty. No, as he shouldn't. He's 
and he he doesn't need it. He's a sir. He's great. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. He's loyal exclusively to the British Empire. <laughs> but um, good. Oh, just that's that's the major corporate conglomerate that he's loyal to. <laughs> it's the crown. Yeah. That's very good. I like that a lot. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this DreamWorks rabbit hole, but my favorite thing is that um, Ants was made in response to Bugs Life, not the other way around. <gasps> oh, okay. Bug, Bugs Life shot first. Disney shot first. <laughs> yep. And then they were like, okay, we got to get Woody Allen here as an ant, I guess, which is like everyone. That movie is so weird. But it's um, so I remember like it literally opens like it's as much a Woody Allen movie as it is an insect movie. Cause I remember like it opens with him like on his therapist couch. <laughs> yep. And Christopher Walken is there. It's so weird. So odd. And then, I, I haven't revisited it for obvious reasons now that it's a Woody Allen movie. For sure, for sure. Um, I've seen it maybe only once. Um, but I will also say, though, one more last thing about Eldorado is that, you know, it's obviously Elton John and then um, Hans Zimmer. But then also my man Randy Newman gets in the mix. And so they were really trying to be like, everyone from Disney is here now. Oh, oh damn. And then... I guess, did they ever go back to Disney? Well, yes, I would say. I don't think Elton John did, but Randy absolutely did. The Toy Story sequels. Toy Story and then Princess and the Frog and all of this. Yes. But yeah. Anyhow, great, great conversation about <laughs> how DreamWorks is a, they should, DreamWorks, some, I saw a tweet that's like DreamWorks should make a sequel to Shrek that is just all about Steamboat Willie now that it's in public domain. Oh, that would be so good. It'd be incredible. I would, I would pay a fair amount of money to see that. And, um, um oh man, and also like dedicate it to the late Smash Mouth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. R.I.P. in peace, a legend. Um, what's your favorite go-to cinema snack? Ooh, that's fun. Um, I've been obsessed with Bjorn corn. Like it's just this brand of popcorn that I've been I've been sneaking into movies on my own. <laughs> what, what I, they should sponsor this podcast. It's Bjorn corn is like this like this like a pseudo healthy popcorn that has nutritional yeast that tastes delicious mm. and they should absolutely sponsor. I will I will get in contact with them and be like, do you want 15 people to know about your product? (laughs) (laughs) But when I'm at like an Alamo draft house or a a Nighthawk, I do love a queso. Okay, nice. I always have a hard time with that because I'm like, I want to be able to see what I'm eating. Yeah, I it landed on my pants. It was brutal. Like <laughs> like just globs of cheese after seeing after seeing poor things. Oh. But also I love a thematic, I, I try it. It rarely happens, but only once, but like a thematic snack. Like I saw Napoleon at Nighthawk, so I ordered the the cheese plate because I'm like, it's French. <laughs> it's a <laughs> so like, Yeah, so just wine and cheese, like to be French watching Napoleon. That's so good. eh? That's really good. I like that a lot. Uh, Thematic. Ooh, that's very fun. All right. Trying to think of like, what's the last movie I saw in theaters? I think it was the Marvels. So I guess cat food. I don't know. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just eating eating meow mix or whatever. Or or they should have had some like biryani. Mm, for Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. True, true, true. Um, so now I would like to move on to quote unquote 
movie trivia. First question is, what is movie? Just in general, what is, what is movie? movie? Yeah. What is your interpretation? Mo- movie. Uh, movie. Um, more than just a motion picture and an experience. <laughs> more than I like that as like a tagline, like a like yeah. movie colon. More than just a motion picture, an experience. I like that. That's um yeah, I would I would gladly be the new Nicole Kidman if they asked me. Uh, the real question is, I think you could be up for the task, but can you clap in a weird way? Oh my gosh. The- yeah. All the can't Perfect. all my bling gets in the way. I always assumed it was because she doesn't want to mess up her nails or something. But oh, interesting. I heard it was because of the rings, but Ooh, there's obviously method to the madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Just like she won't cut her hair and it always wears wigs. She's so interesting. Oh wow, I haven't heard that. Yeah, she'll pretty much only wear wigs, but if you bring it up to her, she doesn't want to talk about it. It's fascinating. Ooh. Yeah. That and her marriage to Tom Cruise are the like non-starters. <laughs> Pretty much. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, she's had a weird one, but she's very talented and I enjoy her very much. Um, uh, next question is, what director is the best actor? Oh, that's really fun. What? Okay. Who's a twofer? It could be recency bias. It's probably recency bias, but like, it's cool that Gre- Greta Gerwig can do it all. It is. Like, especially, yeah. And, and did she co-direct Frances Hall? Like, did she direct herself? I think so. That sounds right. Yes. I wonder if, like, we'll ever see her act again. But it's cool. I am. Um, yeah, I love every actor needs to direct now in order to be taken seriously. <laughs> like, at a principle, like. I I love Leonard Bernstein, but I I haven't watched watched Maestro yet because like I find Bradley Cooper annoying. I'm like, is this, is this his story to tell? Like, it's not just the schnoz; it's the like. Mm-hmm. But I love how he's he's like I'm a director now. <laughs> Truly, I mean he. he oh, mm, go oh, and another one though. Um, I guess it came out. We could do spoiler. Like, what are the ethics of spoilers on this podcast? This is coming weeks out, weeks away from now. So you're good. Okay. Excellent. Everyone will have seen Killer Killers of the Flower Moon by now. Mm-hmm. I, I think Marty's cameo was excellent. Yeah. He's really good in it. And he, in general, is pretty good at acting, which is kind of fun. In um, his daughter's TikToks. Shout out to Francesca <laughs> Scorsese for giving us... Like, for, and I love how, like, whenever it goes viral and then someone asks him about it, he was like, I was tricked. <laughs> I, I really don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so good. But I, yeah, with Killer of the Flower Moon as well, I really love that it, <laughs> you're watching this movie and then they end it like that, which, and it makes it feel like a true crime podcast. And you're like, damn, we really are just complicit in this, aren't we? Exactly. We're like all fully indicted. Yeah, between that and like May, December, it really is like, ooh, I don't know. Should we be doing oh, this? Oh, yeah. Are we the ooh. problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think Marty is always pretty good at um, acting, even in Taxi Driver, which is like, why did you put yourself in that? Maybe he's like, I don't want anyone else to say this word, so I'm going to just take the L on this. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Who knows? That's um, a good director, like willing to put themselves just taking one for the team. Taking one for the team. Um, who do you think 
sorry, let me phrase it in the, a trivia style question. Who is more fuckable, Gollum or Schmeagol? Oh, um, I guess I'm in Brooklyn. So like, <laughs> just Gollum, just the gauntness, the heroin chic that you see around Bushwick. Like you could just see him in one of those. I'm Canadian, so we call them toques, beanies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the hats that then they mm -hmm. roll so it doesn't actually touch their ears. So you don't even know what they're accomplishing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's nailed it. Or I feel like he'd he'd go to um what is what is the one try to get a better deal at Buffalo Exchange. Like that is all he's bargaining and he's trying to like concentrate, but he can't. Oh, that's very good. Oh um next question is. What is my favorite movie? What is you? Oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. um, again, probably recency bias, but just because we were just talking Lord of the Rings, I'm thinking R Return Return of the King. Is that the that's the one that won the Oscar? It is, is. prestige. Mm -hmm. It is um, one of my favorite films. It is not my favorite film. Um, out of the three films, Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite. I love uh, getting the gang together. Like, that's just a fun trope. It is. Getting the gang together, it's a lot of talking, which the older I get, the more I enjoy in a movie. And then at a certain point with Return of the King, I'm like, he could have cut all this elephant stuff and kept in some what happened to the bad guy of the last two movies. And, you know, anyhow, I don't want to give Peter Sir Peter Jackson notes. <laughs> He's also a sir? He is. Um, I when I was in New Zealand, everyone refers to him as Sir Peter Jackson, which is like I'm like y'all are the only ones to do that. Oh, yeah, no one adorable. else knows. Yeah, that's like him and Lord. They're like that. Those are anti ITD. They're like these are our guys. Yes, putting us on sure. the map. Yeah, that and Mel Melanie Linsky. God bless her. She's out here. Oh yeah, oh, she's such a good actor that I always forget. Yeah, she's incredible. I love her. Um, so much. She's one of the few non-Americans that it can do, I think, a very convincing American accent. Yeah. Um, what Star Wars character should they not make a Disney Plus show about? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, there are just I I I take this very seriously because I know otherwise they would totally do it. But um who's uh the character in Force Awakens that Lupita Nyong'o mm -hmm. is that B Babu Frick who is that um, with the weird glasses? No, uh, that um, Lupita Nyong'o plays Maz Kanata. Yes, Maz Kanata, cool name, but like, I the, I, I just I don't like the the, the I I the, the the butthole eyes is this man. <laughs> it's it's not as aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really. It, what were they doing? They just they just totally stopped trying at that point. <laughs> My favorite thing about it as well is in that one, she's uh, like a digital character. And then they're like, let's bring her back for Rise of Skywalker, but make the scariest puppet you've ever seen in your life. It's so yeah, spooky. 
like, I guess, right, the lesson of of Grogu is is people want cuteness and Porgs, mm-hmm. like, I, they should make like a Porg origin story. Or <laughs> a just Porg like, origin story? Hey! Hey! Do they have that yet? Just like, like an animated, like, Porgs are their penguins of Madagascar. Like, oh, that would be great. <laughs> like, they could have been minions if they tried hard enough and, like, been on every boober meme because they're, like, <laughs> rounded and cute. I love this idea of, like, in an alternate universe, that is true. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I... I wonder if someone if it, Vulture hasn't already done like an oral history of how minions took over the world, like how they became like the blank slate. Like it's it's so funny. Like wherever I travel in the world, like all of the tourist gift shops like have minion merch. Like I like, I, I took a picture like in Cordoba, Spain. <laughs> They were selling T-shirts that it was a minion dressed up as Spider-Man, and it just said Cordoba on it. Like, can you imagine that being your your souvenir? Like, literally, I just I, like nothing says Cordoba and Andalusia like a minion dressed up as an Avenger. So fucking funny. And it, it could have been Korgs. I mean, Porgs. It could have been Porgs. It could have been Porgs. It should have been Porgs. The other thing is what's so crazy about that story, Orly, is that you didn't buy the shirt. I didn't. They only came in kid sizes. <gasps> Shoot. I know. I, they need to start making um, Minion minion Spider-Man for shirts for Cordoba <laughs> shirts for adults. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, what could have been? What could have been? Um, who was your first character crush? Moses. <laughs> oh, right. Of course, we just talked about it. But oh no, it's so funny. But um, but in real life too, I also um, yeah, Moses is he a character? Um, but what? also, I love um, I had the privilege of growing up in the era of teen comedies based on classic literature so i loved freddie prince jr and he's all that she's all that i remember like i i won't say his name but in grade two like i remember like michael like made fun of me he's like oh you love freddie prince jr (laughs) (laughs) that's so good i that's oh kids are so mean for no reason Um, yeah like oh my god like you have a crush on a hot actor like what a loser (laughs) and it's also true it's like usually like a very handsome man it's like normal yeah zach zach is is his character in uh and she's all that that's fantastic um so a final question is as always why is austin powers so sexy oh it's it's the mojo, the the confidence. Like, yeah, I'm in awe. There's something so endearing about the lack of apprehension. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the sexiest man alive and I'm not ashamed of it. It's, I remember, I remember it was a premise in one of the movies, like, oh no, I lost my mojo. <laughs> yeah. So we, so like, if you isolate the variables... Mm-hmm. We know for a fact that it's it's the mojo, it's the confidence that makes him what he is. <gasps> I love isolate the variables like you're running out. Of, that's so funny. Yeah, like you don't know what you got till it's gone. 
paved paradise. Um, but yeah, I think I also love this. I, I was talking with someone yesterday about like, I think we're all at a point where we're thinking about ourselves too much, not like oh, selfishly, but like self-consciously. And I think Austin Powers is a breath of fresh air because he's just like, I am. I'm not questioning it. I like these things. I'm not questioning it. And I think that's powerful. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I I am what I am. I am what I am. I, I don't see him like worrying taking like the Myers-Briggs test or anything like trying to trying to optimize or find out exactly what he is he knows what he is I'm sure he knows his astrological sign just by virtue of him being from like the 60s and 70s but like I don't think he probably thinks about it no what so, is Austin Powers astrological sign yeah does he have a a a canonical birthday? I'm going to look it up. When is... is Because we should celebrate. Whatever <laughs> it may be. Oh, boy. Uh, so it didn't give me... Okay, I'm going to put an Austin Powers Astro Logical Sign, please. Oh, boy. Um... No, I'm just getting a bunch of. Okay. It's good. Anyone can project onto him. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a bunch of like quotes that. Are, uh, um. So I do have his birthday from playback.fm. I have no idea <laughs> the reputableness of the site, but he seems to be born on. Uh. The 12th of November. Oh my god! I'm the 11th of November, so we're both Scorpios. Excellent. It's an an honor to have some, like, to be born within a day of Austin Powers. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That's the best possible, the second best possible outcome, but because the best would have been if it was your birthday, but that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I was born, my mom said I was born, like, at, like, 11... 30 p.m. Like it was almost Austin Powers' birthday twin. It was so close. So close. Oh, much like the Porgs. Imagine what could have been. Oh, who knows? I could have that mojo. <gasps> you could. Um, all right. So but I, I, oh, I just want to say thank you for bringing up Austin Powers because I, it was a ba- Mike Myers was a major part of my childhood. He's from Scarborough, mm-hmm. Ontario. And growing up in Canada, we had to do, it was like grade two or three, like the same year I had a crush on Freddie Prince Jr. We had to do projects on famous Canadians. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone did Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm going to read this biography of Mike Myers. So I remember like learning the lore of how Austin Powers came to be. It was because he heard that song, the look of love listening to the radio one day like that's what in- inspired the character that's so good oh i had no idea yeah canadian king canadian king i didn't know he was from canada you love to see it you love to see canadian succeeding maybe that's why he's so sexy is because he's canadian because <laughs> he's secretly canadian that works for ryan's <laughs> reynolds and and uh who's the other one gosling mm-hmm the Ryan Ryan's Reynolds, yeah, and Gosling's. That's so good. Um, I'd like to move on to double features. 
Ooh, yes. So I'm thinking of a movie and the objection the object of the the game is to find one that pairs well thematically but is opposite genre-wise. So for me, the film I'm thinking about is uh the prestige. Ooh, the prestige. Mm-hmm. What are um I'm trying to think movies with with magicians in them mm-hmm. pitch perfect ben platt in pitch perfect is I, is the prestige okay i like that as a concept that's very good um i've not seen pitch perfect so i can't you know speak to the validity of the choice but i enjoy it regardless <laughs> you only need to see the first of the trilogy it's insane that they they managed to turn like an acapella movie and into three movies. It's crazy that they made an acapella movie at all, in my opinion. And it's is... the most like 2012 thing in the world. It's like when you watch <laughs> it, like between the song choices, like, the whole, like it just, it's like, it's a piece of history now. <laughs> uh, um, another one I think that would is due for a I should really write a list of films down and not just try and think of movies. Um what about what would you pair with a razor head? Oh, I'm embarrassed to report I I don't know the movie, I only know the memes. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um I guess then I guess I'll take this one. Thematically, it's about a fatherhood and it's like a weird horror comedy. So what's the opposite of a horror comedy? would be a drama that's a musical um, about fatherhood Les Miserables. Ooh, yes. Jean Valjean, everyone's dad. Everyone's dad. Everyone's favorite dad. Um, Speaking of musicals, what would you pair with Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia is, mm-hmm. yes, a, a, a musical about, about searching for fathers, searching mm-hmm. for one's identity. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's basically a... A paternity, a paternity mystery. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a movie, but the Maury Povich show <laughs> would make for for an interesting companion. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Also made me think of the this. Is this anything Tuesday with Maury Povich? Hey, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You are going to that's die a perfect, That's a perfect um, <laughs> trivia team name. <laughs> Excellent. Good. I will, I will notate that for later. Um, are you ready for the main event, the pitch? Yes. Bring it on. Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. We shall get a random word, which is relax. <gasps> relax. I have a couple ideas where I think this should go or could go, but I want to offer it to you first because if you have a strong idea of what you want, I want to, you know, defer to the guest. I'm a good host that way. Oh, thank you. I it immediately stresses me out. Relax. 
<laughs> relaxing immediately stresses you out. You know? Yeah, that's it. I I think that's like a perfect ironic name for a thriller, like mm. one of those maybe like a cult thriller about like a mindfulness coach who, or like med- meditation leader mm-hmm. who manipulates manipulates their 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 followers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like that okay i would say then i think it should be some sort of like you say meditate meditation retreat and i feel like putting it in like norway would be great Ooh, yes scandy noir yeah you love it and you love to like and so everything's a lot tenser because it's so you know um it's set. I feel like it's set during the winter, so it's very cold. So this person, whoever is trying to avoid getting suckered into this, can't leave right away. Oh yes, I'm. Um, yeah, I forced forced pro- forced proximity mm-hmm. murder mystery mm-hmm. at a meditation retreat. Ooh, I like that a lot. That's very good. And um, um mm-hmm. ooh, and. Either way, if it's if it's Norway, if it takes place in the winter, that means it's there's only two hours of daylight. And mm. if it takes place in the summer, that means there's only two hours of darkness. Ooh, I like the summer then because that's you'd think the other way around. Or also that I mean, I guess that's kind of close to insomnia, isn't it? But um but I do think that that do we want to go to nighttime or daytime? I'm gonna I'll let you choose. Ooh, if we're, uh, the dichotomy of an of a summer night where it's not mm-hmm. dark, mm-hmm. spooky, scary, really. yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it up there. It's, and does it make it hot? like? I. It can't be a slasher film because it's broad daylight, or even though it's night, can it? Yeah, the, the slasher has to be. Mm, more crafty the slasher needs to be more crafty i almost feel like it should be almost a reverse home alone which is to say almost a saw-esque thing where the Ooh. slasher is like setting traps for people inside this thing and it's a false um like home invasion like this person's like you think that the home inv- the home invasion is coming from inside the house basically Ooh. so this guy is like oh there's people trying to break in but there's really no one. And he's using that as a way to kill off all these people because they're trying to home alone the people out. And then the the traps keep going wrong and people end up dying. Ooh, and meanwhile, they're just like trying to relax, having a romantic night at home. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I like the idea as well of like, um, there's one person that's in like a meditation chamber that you like set up in the beginning. And then you kind of forget about by the time the end of the the movie rolls around and then they like get out of it and they like see all this carnage. Oh yeah. And they're like, what happened? Or like, they're so good at meditating that like people are getting murdered around them, but Mm -hmm. they, but they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it. Like they're just that talented and mindful. (laughs) Their mind is full of breathing, I guess. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I like the bones. It'll be of hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, the only thing is relax. It'll be hard to escape the shadow of Zoolander. <laughs> I 
I guess I haven't seen Zoolander n- more recently enough to know what you're at referencing. The cl- oh yeah, the, at the climax of Zoolander, it's the the song like "Relax, Don't Do It." <laughs> sure, yeah. want to get to it. So, like, we can't use that song because it's already been taken. True, true. I okay. Then I will delete that. From my mind, I will throw it in my bin over here. No, it'll be original music, so we so we'll be nominated for the Oscar. Exactly, and I think um, we get Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Oh shit! Yeah, coming master, in, master of ambiance. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, do we want to make it a couples retreat? This couple goes to Norway, and these things start happening. Oh yeah, that's fun. Okay, because that's always. And one mm-hmm. of them has to have a secret Ooh. or either, or the secrets out and they're there to save their marriage. Ooh, I like that. Um, secrets out and they're there to save the marriage. Secret is teenage kid, teenage daughter that they didn't know about from previous relationship. Ooh, oh, I love that. And then one of the intruders that accidentally gets killed is is the kid just seeking out oh. their parent. And that's oh, the tragedy. No. Oh, that's delicious irony. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. And the, then the, the person who doesn't who hadn't met the kid accidentally kills them. And then. And then their spouse is like, you just killed my kid. <laughs> oh, no. I, and then and then so the marriage isn't saved. The marriage is not saved. That'll do it. That'll just <laughs> bury it. I do like this idea of like they get through all this killing, mar- murder, and mayhem, and then kind of like the end of the graduate, they're like in an Uber going to the airport, just the two of them in the backseat, like, I want a divorce. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Cut to black. Um, and then you could just hear the Trent Reznor, they're like, <laughs> That's my impression. Of, um, yeah, the score from the social network. Very good. Um, I would say as well, what's the motivation of this person reverse home aloneing these people, like murdering all these people? Like, why is this cult person like I want I demand murder? Ooh. Mm. The motivation. Yeah, is it like some ancient tradition? Is it a modern thing? Is it an Illuminati thing? And the first thing that comes to mind is like ye old fashioned power trip. Okay. Like anyone who like leads an institution or has their own philosophy and has followers, like obviously gets off on like being the leader. That's true. That is true. I think that is good. And then so it's just a singular person, not like a conspiracy singular person is like i've lured these people in and now i will destroy them um i think what would be fun would be if we could get macaulay culkin in for one scene as someone one of the tourists that's coming and he's setting up like paint cans he's like this would never work yeah <laughs> and then of course he dies by the thing he's like this would never work um, but I think having a couple also like red herring sort of characters that would be the murderer, like if we put Werner Herzog in just as like, and Mads Mikkelsen just as like 
weirdos in the group that you'd assume are the murderer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Scandinavian creeps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think about um, this twist that the person that is actually doing the murdering is, in fact, the long lost child? <gasps> That's more fun than having the child get murdered. But we could have, in my mind, both. And so the scene would be like the child reveals them to be the you know person murdering, and then that one of the couple, you know, the person whose child it isn't, kills the child. Well, the child, you know, it's an adult child, whatever. Ooh, and we and, got our our motivation is is the revenge for for being abandoned. Exactly, and then they kill the 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 kid, the child, and then the other person comes in and goes, "That was my kid." And then they're like, "Well, uh, uh, it's self defense?" Question mark. I don't know. So that just I think that adds a layer of like Bleh, on top of it. Yeah. Um, who do we want for these two leads? Do you think? Ooh. I feel like uh, for some reason, Christmas Cena <laughs> came to mind. <laughs> I feel like he's, he just plays a good husband. <laughs> okay. I don't necessarily know the, who that is, but I will say yes. And I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I guess because I shot on Lupita and Yanko's Star Wars <laughs> character, I feel like, and also she hasn't had another she won the Oscar once and like hasn't mm-hmm. been nominated since or yeah. And she was amazing in, in uh, us. Mm-hmm. Right. That, so we know, we know she, she does good slasher. She does good horror movie. Mm-hmm. That's great. I like that as a pairing. That's perfect. Um, Who do we want to direct this motherfucker? We were talking social network. Let's get David Fincher up in this. <laughs> I mean, or like a, re- mm-hmm. or a real life Norwegian. Yes, true. That might be good. I I can't name any Norwegian filmmakers off the top of my head, but I was gonna say uh, Fincher has been known to do a a Norway murder mystery. What with girl with a gra- dragon tattoo and all. Oh shit! Exactly right. He knows his. He knows his noir. He knows his noir. He knows the the vibe. I think that'd be very good. Um, and I think that'd be, I mean, and with Trent Reznor there too, you know, the match made in heaven, clearly. Um, so it's called Relax. I like that a lot. Um, is there anything else we're missing other than... We write this screenplay? Yeah, other than or writing the story by yeah, <laughs> yeah, other than us, you know, putting our little hats on and typing away, um, because we could just get the story credit and then like send it off to like to Blumhouse a... or whatever, and I'll take yeah. care of the rest, right? <laughs> that, that's how movies exactly. are. <laughs> yeah, just DM them, being like, "Hey, we have a movie for you," and then just like take it away, but just like make sure we get royalties. Yeah, 100%. Those lucrative, lucrative royalties that everyone's been talking about over the last year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard-earned hard gains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for the lightning round, then? All right, bring it on. Another so great th- movie. <laughs> Very true. Um, so the way this one works is we get the same word, and then we each take a turn of doing, like, a very quick pitch. 
like I'll go first for see what's it going to give me ideal ideal is about a guy who is an inventor but he simply cannot get a w he is always taking the idea l hey <laughs> and then he finally gets a win at the end with um a potato masher he makes he's the guy that invented the potato masher there you that's go that's beautiful and that's yeah that's oscar bait that's we mm-hmm. love a biopic a story of triumphs Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's there. He's trying to do it again. <laughs> Ideal. I'm thinking a a political thriller about a a disgruntled a a Congress a a progressive member of Congress who comes in with ideals and then learns how it's incompatible to have ideals <laughs> are incompatible with the political system. Yeah, yeah. That if if you want to do the job, you got to sell out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next up we have stroll um stroll i think for me stroll is a parody film in of the lord of the rings because there's a lot of walking in that oh yeah in those films but it's done in the troll franchise so it's s troll um but I think it is a parody starring Justin Timberlake and whoever else is in those films that I don't know. That's and there's your Oscar. I, I, <laughs> I remember like that the Sunshine in My Pocket song was nominated. I forget that. Wow. What does stroll means to you? What immediately comes to mind is is a period, a period piece. Like a, a Bridgerton, people walking in Hyde Park, strolling for suitors. That's how, that's how it it used to be done. So uh, <laughs> a a period drama, period drama romance mm-hmm. about a woman who only has one good outfit and just keeps strolling <laughs> back and outfit. forth, just like trying to trying to attract a suitor and and that's and that's the peak of of flirtation in the in the regency era i like that a lot i like that she has one good outfit that she puts on every day and just tries this is all i have and then like london's a big city so you hit up different parks Mm, so mm -hmm. people don't so people don't dare call you an outfit repeater Next up, we have Pill. And I think this one is a buddy crime comedy about an old woman that works at a bank. And she's just so cantankerous. And it's set in the Midwest. She's so cantankerous that everyone calls her a pill. This is Frances McDormand's third Oscar. Exactly. And she's just so... But she's just such a pain in the ass that in order to get back at society, she robs the bank she works at with a buddy of hers. Oh, that's I want to see that. Yeah. And it just goes so wrong. It goes so poorly. But like nobody noticed. But like older women, like nobody cares to see her as a as a mastermind or as a threat. So she gets away with it. Exactly. Exactly. What does pill mean to you? 
Pill to me, I believe it's a song by Pink because I'm just like a pill. Mm-hmm. And I, I want a pink biopic. I, I want a pink essence. <laughs> I know she's on tour, but like also the soundtrack of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It could be autobiographical, her being I'm just like a pill, or it could just be like a jukebox musical, a mama, <laughs> a mama Mia jukebox uh-huh. musical, unrelated plot, but using the music of Pink. I love that. That's so good. Oh, well done. I would watch that for sure. As a big pink and fan. Yes. Raise your glass if you are wrong in all the right ways. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, that's all I have on my end. What do you want people to know about you that listen to this podcast? Oh, thank you. That's so fun. Um, yeah. Uh, please please follow me on social media. I'm at hire me. I'm funny, which that is both my handle and a plea uh, and a promise. I, thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> putting, putting that out into, into the universe. Follow me at hire me. I'm funny. Um, yeah, especially I've got screenplays written in advance, not just, <laughs> Not just in the moment. <laughs> good, 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 good. So, re- yeah, ready, ready t- to be at hired. I'm funny. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm speaking to you, the listener of this program. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to tristanmiller.substack.com um, for early access to these episodes and then also video access to the episodes. And also, um, I do an exclusive podcast called Movies to Fall Asleep To, where I talk to people about their comfort movies, and it's a sleep podcast that you're meant to just go honk shoe to. That's brilliant. That oh, I love that so much. As someone who can't be alone with my own thoughts, I go to sleep to pop culture happy hour, mm-hmm. NPR. That's a good one. Any like NPR voices, but they're not talking about serious issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's genius. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was uh, really inspired by Joe Parra. He just popped out of Sleep Podcast out too. It's which is drifting off with Joe Parra. It's very good. Um, and then if you are listening to this, I assume you found me. Um, my stuff is in the description of this podcast. So go down there and look at my stuff. But that's all I have to say, other than thank you so much for doing this. This was super fun. Thank you. This is so fun. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.